0: Jiminy Crickets. I'm the guy they call Little Mickey Mouse, got a sweetie down in the chicken house. Neither fat nor skinny, she's the horse's, Winnie is my little Minnie Mouse. When it's feeding time for the animals, and they howl and growl like the cannibals, I just turn my heel to the henhouse deal, and you'll hear me sing this song.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Jiminy Cricket's mini episode number nine and today we're going to be talking about Disney movies and movie news and this is part three of our three-part news series and we've already released one episode about Disneyland and Walt Disney World so hope you guys enjoyed those and so this is going to be about movies today and we'll just get right into the stories that we have. How are you doing today Chris?
2: I'm doing great.
1: And just remember, guys, this is live, so you hear us cough, you hear us sneeze, anything like that, ambulances, you know why.
2: Mouse clicking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 So we're going to start off with a story that is not that pleasant to talk about, but we definitely wanted to mention it here, which is the passing of Harry Anderson. Mm-hmm. And he passed away on April 16th mm-hmm. at the age of 65 and he actually died of a stroke, mm-hmm. which apparently was um, kind of he had contributed causes that led to the stroke. And mm-hmm. part of that was influenza and heart disease. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is really sad news for me. You know, growing up. Uh, a kid in the 80s like i would see him on tv all the time and he would always be either on night court which i mean that ran from 90, 84 to 92 mm. so either he was on not, uh, night court or he was on some sp- tv special that i was watching so i just remember him being on tv all the time
2: yeah the first time i saw him he was uh on a few episodes of cheers Mm -hmm. and this was before night court and he would um come in and he was like a con artist
0: yeah and he would Mm -hmm. do
2: like magic tricks and things to fool people out of you know money or whatever he'd come into the bar and trick somebody and i think there was also an episode where sam wanted to get revenge on somebody or something sam the bartender Mm -hmm. for those who don't know that show that well and um he kind of uh sought out his help in getting even with somebody and they planned out a whole scheme and so that was kind of his thing so he was kind of known um for being a magician he was like a really um great um sleight of hand artist and he was also just had a great personality so that's why when they brought him on to uh cheers they kind of combined his both talents with his you know his ability to do magic and then his you know comic timing and uh so then he got the gig on cheers and the character that he played he was the judge but he was kind of like a like not the traditional kind of judge because he was really young and then
1: you mean night court right
2: night court what did i say
1: cheers you said
2: cheers again oh yeah i did mean night court but Mm he he like whenever they brought him they brought you into his uh quarters you know he had all sorts of gags and things all over his office and he was all into magic tricks and everything so he kind of kept that whole persona as part of that show and that show when it first started it was it was kind of off kilter to a degree. But over the years, it just got wackier and wackier and more like surreal, like you <laughs> know. Then, but I always enjoyed that show. I I always thought that was a terrific comedy. Yeah. I, I never missed it. But yeah, I watched it religiously as a kid. It was one of my favorites. Um, I, I, the song is like in my head right now from the, <laughs> the, the Night Court
0: theme.
1: Yeah, da, back when TV shows had theme songs. Da 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 da. da, da, da. da,
2: da, da. it had that like snap snap Yep. um yeah so anyway he was terrific on that show i always thought it was so funny that he had like this obsession with mel torme i always thought that was kind (laughs) of random and funny didn't
1: mel torme like cameo on the show too a couple times
2: and like he was just like this crazy fan and mel torme (laughs) and him like he couldn't stand him because he was like nuts (laughs) <laughs> for him and like every time they got together like bad things happened to Mel Torme like so he just he thought he was a jinx and he didn't want to be around him so it broke it broke his heart that his idol didn't want to be his friend <laughs> but um anyway that was kind of a running gag on the show as far as Disney goes he started like you alluded to appearing on lots of those um, time specials for disney Mm -hmm. in the 80s they kind of like just their thing was they just kind of like took all the the nbc roster of tv stars and kind of interspersed them on those specials and he would be one of them at that time so the one there's three i specifically remember one of them would be the 30th anniversary special um where he was
1: disneyland's 30th anniversary yeah in
2: 1985 and he was just kind of walking around the park um talking to the crowds doing magic tricks and things and then again the following year in 86 they had that summer vacation party Mm -hmm. uh, episode he kind of did the same thing he kind of talked with all the the kid the teenagers that were there and did magic tricks for them and different things oh and i specifically remember that harry anderson um did like some sort of of a magic trick with tina Yethers from family ties (laughs) they had like this little skit they did on one of those and then there was a circus episode
0: Hmm.
2: it was like the magic circus at disneyland and or no it was like no i take that back it was like a magic trick show and they had david copperfield is that his name david
1: yeah david copperfield yeah
2: yeah and he made the the castle disappear
1: oh yeah that's right and i
2: think harry anderson was the host of that show so like he was really involved in a lot of those prime time disney shows and then he also did um he he reprised uh, fred mcmurray's role as the absent-minded professor in a made-for-TV version of it, that I think was that one of the Disney Sunday movie.
1: It was a uh, Wonderful World of Color.
2: So it was uh, of Disney, I mean. Yes, yeah, Mag- Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Magical World of Disney. Mm-hmm. It because the article we're looking at is incorrect. It says oh, okay. w- Wonderful World of Color, but no, it was the Wonderful World of Color went off the air in in 1960 uh nine so
1: right it wasn't then (laughs) it
2: it, it, they brought back the show but it had a different name by the time he was on it i think that's when it was being called the magical world of disney which was after sunday for a while it was called sunday movie but this is right after sunday movie ended then they started calling it magical world of disney so i think that's when he did that movie was right after sunday movie
1: yeah because the sunday movie was on abc but the magical yeah. world of disney was on nbc so that's that that's right sense.
2: they moved it over to the other network yeah right so anyway he did it before robin williams did it a few years later because they had that movie flubber yeah with robin mm-hmm. williams where he played the same character again but harry anderson did it first so well fred mcmurray did it first right <laughs> probably the best but that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, so he was on that. And then um, also for the Disney Channel in 1990, he did a special um, where he talked all about um, the history of Disneyland. You remember what that one was called, where he was in the Lily Bell train? He was... No. He, you never saw that? Oh, I'll have to send you I a I mean, I'm,
1: su- I'm sure I have. Yeah. it's not coming to my mind right now, the name of it.
2: Yeah, he... he he um oh i think it was called disneyland inside story and mm. it was kind of based on that book by randy bright i think mm-hmm. disneyland inside story which came out the book was published a few years earlier like i think that came out maybe in 87 88 but this this special was kind of informed by that book because it mostly mm. covered the same stuff that that book covered and, of course, I had read that book cover to cover by the time I saw that special, so it was no news to me. Um, but anyway, he kind of, he got inside the Lilybell Bell caboose, and it he, it became magical. It became a time machine, and he went through time and talked, like, he would look out the windows of the train, and he would see Disneyland in the past and talk about the history of the park from the beginning up to the present day and then at the end they did a whole thing about what was coming in the 90s and that's back when they were still calling 90s the disney decade (laughs) and he talked about all these plans for future projects and probably about 75 percent of them never happened but anyway it's kind of fun to look back at what they were promoting as their future plans back then
1: yeah definitely
2: but that one really stands out as a special one. I think he was also involved in the Disney MGM Studio grand opening special. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was really... And the other really neat thing about him is he was born in Rhode Island, where I live. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah, it's really sad because yeah, he was a big part of my childhood. I, yeah. I really enjoyed him. I thought he was so funny and just a really nice guy just relatable and funny and kind of wacky and i don't know I, I i'm sad that he died so young
1: i know yeah, yeah definitely i mean he was definitely i could see why disney used him because he was like family friendly like mm-hmm. like you said wacky he had his magic tricks he appealed to like a, a wide audience so yeah he that's why he got all of these specials like and he fits in with with disney really well so yeah that, and that also, is too bad
2: one of his traits too is he kind of dressed out of date like it was the 80s but he was kind of dressing like in 40s clothes yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: he wore like the the painted ties and fedoras and the yep. the round glasses you know he kind of was stuck in, in a different time which was kind of intriguing another intriguing thing about him so yeah yeah he will be missed Definitely. And remembered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. We got to keep his memory alive through Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. So moving on to a- another topic. Mm-hmm. So the Jungle Cruise movie is, they have slated a couple of stars to star in the movie. So Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to star in it. Mm-hmm. And also Emily Blunt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I found an article that actually said that it is going to be set in the Amazon jungle during the 1920s. Yeah. And yeah. that Dwayne Johnson is going to be a boat captain, and Emily Blunt is going to be a scientist joining his character on this expedition.
2: You know who I'm I'm picturing? You, the cartoon Tarzan?
1: Uh-huh. The
2: character <laughs> Jane?
1: Yes. <laughs> That's the first
2: thing I think of.
1: You picture her as that? <laughs> yeah, like
2: it's the same character kind mm-hmm. of maybe her mixed with Catherine hepburn from the african queen <laughs> you know that movie from the yeah f- from the early 50s yeah yes so huh. yeah i i can see it i can see yeah. them like he's like the rough tough american guy who smokes cigars and mm-hmm. she's like the you know the the pristine english woman with manners and she's a scientist and she's analytical about it i can see that yeah i've already got the whole movie in my head based on that <laughs> casting you've I already haven't... written the script yeah i can see it all now <laughs> but yeah i mean i i think it might be cute i don't know i just might i don't really mind them doing this i just hope it's not going to affect the actual attraction the way that pi- the pirates of the caribbean franchise in my mind, ruined that attraction. Right. And I just hope the same thing doesn't happen where they add, like, a Dwayne Johnson audio animatronic into the Jungle Cruise. That would just be disgusting to me. I I don't think I can handle it. (laughs) I I just would not want to see that. Yeah. I also, if they do make a movie, I would like to see them add some nods to the attraction in the movie, like um, the rhinos chasing the the um the rhino that chases the the hunters up the pole, you know. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. If they
2: could put like a scene like that in the movie and Yes. Have the attacking uh, hippopotamus scene. Mm-hmm. They could add things that actually happen on the ride that might oh, be. Oh, they interesting. definitely have
1: to do that. Yeah, they have to have Schweitzer Falls. Yeah. Like, all of these things. Yes. Yeah. They definitely have to do that.
2: So then the other um they casted another person jack whitehall as the brother of emily blunt
1: yeah i guess he's like a british actor
2: yeah and i guess he's like the comic relief or something i don't know Hmm. because he's kind of a comedic actor Mm -hmm. um and then they have um one thing that kind of intrigued me about this article even though it has nothing to do with the article itself is They mentioned there's a Disney property coming out later this year called The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Do you know what that is? It's a
1: movie that's coming out around Christmas time. I think.
2: Is it a made-for-TV movie or is it a theatrical? No, it's
1: a theatrical movie, yeah.
2: Is it a cartoon or is it live-action? I don't know Uh, anything about this. It's live-action
1: and CGI.
2: See, this is the first I've even heard of this one. And there's i don't no, know much about the no tra- story or there's anything, no trailers but... or anything out for that one yet so there's not that much information
1: about it yeah
2: so we can't really report on it yet I, it's probably based on the, the ballet i mean the right. same story is the ballet i always found like i always tr- always tried to like figure out what exactly the story is in the ballet because it's a little vague Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like a traditional beginning, middle, end kind of story. And the ending of it, it just kind of ends. And you don't really... There's no resolution. And there's no real um, conflict. I mean, there's a conflict early in the story with the rats and the whole battle with the the, um, toy soldiers and everything. Mm -hmm. But that gets resolved in the first act. And then just basically the whole rest of it is just sarah the main character traveling with the nutcracker to his fantasy world and experiencing all these different um types of people you know characters dancing for her
1: right different countries and stuff like that like the
2: russian dance Mm -hmm. and the, the oriental dance and all that stuff so i mean there's no real plot and i've never really seen a good treatment of it where they really turned it into a good Story. So, I would like to see Disney do something good with it and turn it in somehow, make it into a good story with conflict and a resolution and everything, and a climax at the end and everything like that. So, we shall see. But that intrigues me.
1: Yeah, that is. I wonder what that's all about. Yeah. So I mean I definitely agree with you on the the ride. I don't want them to be adding like a rock animatronic or anything like that to the to any of the Emily attractions Blunt. in any of the parks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no thanks. Um <laughs> So, but and and then they definitely have to do some sort of homage to the attraction in the movie because Everybody knows the attraction came first, so they definitely have to do that. And, you know, there is potential for this to be a good movie, especially I like the whole 1920s vibe and, you know, how they how they could really pull off a really good movie. And I, you know, I just hope that it really is like that, like the first Pirates. I really enjoyed the first Pirates and I thought that pirates had you know different things from the attraction in that movie and things like mm-hmm. that so you know if like they do they it have like the that
2: dog with the keys right
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if yeah. they do it like that then all you know all of us true disney fans will notice all of those little things and and we'll yeah. love the movie so yeah, i have high we'll hopes see. for it <laughs>
2: we'll see yeah. it's interesting they picked the 1920s because right now in the parks it's kind of set in the late 30s early 40s and i'm i'm guessing that based on the the loop of music they play while you're in the queue it's all like late 30s early 40s music Hmm. um so that'll be interesting to see if they swap out that and kind of bring it back a decade into the 20s and see what happens if they start playing 20s music in the queue instead which I I think, you know, that would work. They wouldn't right. have to change really anything except the music because it could be said in the 20s just the way it is I mean,
1: right? things
2: yeah. hadn't changed that much in that 10 years when it comes to the jungles, so jungle right. exploration, so anyway Looks yeah. interesting. When is it that does. coming out? Do we know?
1: Um, The only thing that I know is that its production is expected to start this month sometimes, so they haven't even oh, started they anything. They
2: haven't even, yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, it'll so no will probably be date. a couple yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so. see.
1: Yeah. Well, on to a current movie that's coming out actually this Friday, mm-hmm. May 25th. Mm-hmm. We watched the full solo A Star Wars Story trailer. Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to give our thoughts on that so what do you think chris i'm gonna let you go first
2: okay i watched it twice and you know despite the vibe that i give out i really am a fan of the first three star wars movies and i've seen all three in i actually when they re-released them in the 90s right before the um the the prequels were released Mm -hmm. they did a whole thing where they they every few months they released them in order um you know three four five or four five and six
1: yeah when lucas added in new scenes and stuff he he
2: added new scenes and cgi Mm -hmm. and all this stuff i i went to the theater to see all three of them i was into it i worked on star tours at disney mgm studio i mean i do have a connection to this franchise. I just kinda lo- I lost interest with the prequels and I think I was disheartened by them to such a degree that I just don't have any interest in in the um the you know, the the sequels I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah, of the right seven word. eight and nine episode yeah. seven eight and And nine, I yeah. haven't even seen the you know, seven and eight yet. I mm-hmm. And I have them. I I own them, but I haven't watched them. I'm just kind of like... I don't know if I want to go there. Because right. I just feel like... It's been ruined for me. But anyway... um, I did have some emotional feels... From watching this trailer. But not from the character... Playing solo. Hmm. I didn't really care for him. I felt like he was a little... He was lacking... Just that extra something special that Harrison Ford has. I feel like he just doesn't have that that sense of presence that Harold Ford has. I know they can't use Harold Ford because he's too Harrison. old. Her, 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 what did I say Harold Ford? Harold. Harold. <laughs> I know they can't use Harrison Ford because he's too old. But, right. I mean, um, I just feel like they could have picked somebody better that just has a little more stage presence i just feel like he's not strong enough of a personality i mean i could be proven wrong when i go s- see the movie but um to me he just seemed a little too flaky kind of just not a strong personality i like i could see chris pratt playing that role yeah mm-hmm. like he would be perfect but unfortunately. It would be kind of weird because he's playing, like, that character in the, um... What is he? What is that franchise? He's
1: Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, and it's basically... And he's in Jurassic World, too, and, so...
2: Yeah, and it's basically the same character right. as Harrison. It's like the Harrison Ford character of those right. movies. Yeah. So it'd be really weird if he was also playing <laughs> Yeah, Solo. Solo, yeah. It would be like, oh my god, enough of him. So... Um, But they need to find someone like him That just has that something Special about him That extra something that you can't really Define what it is And you can't learn it You have to be born with it It's just something that Harrison Ford Has Organically has He was born with that And it's something Chris Pratt has It's just that Mm -hmm. extra something that just When you see him on the big screen It just like he is the focus of all your attention there's certain actors and actresses over the decades like um betty davis is a good example on the female side of the coin where when they're on the screen they're the center of attention and i just don't get that from the the actor they chose and and when you're when you have a whole movie centered around this legendary character that people love you need to find someone to fill those shoes that can fill those shoes because they are huge huge shoes to fill and Definitely. The, one, the one thing that really everybody's talking about how because Harrison Ford's famous line is um, what is it there's going to be I have a bad feeling about this
1: yeah yeah and and, yeah. and
2: in the movie the, the play on it is because he's young and hasn't experienced a lot yet Instead of saying I have a bad feeling, he says I have a good feeling about this.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So
2: when he read that line in the um, in the trailer, it was just like, huh,
0: <laughs> what a
2: disappoint, what a disappointing reading of that line. Like it was just like it fell flat to me. Mhm. So I don't know. And then there was this line about how. Chewie Chewy, Chewbacca said he was 180 years old yeah and he says oh you look good for your age like it's <laughs> like come on like
1: you live in <laughs> outer
2: space you know that creatures live older t- it's like it seemed too like grounded to earth like right what we would say if we were earthlings and he's not an earthling he's from a galaxy far far away where he's probably his whole life he's been around different species of aliens and things so right it just seemed like a very like referential type humor that i feel like it doesn't need to be in star wars films because it, it you don't want to like have it relatable to earth you want it to be something that's completely different than our experience on earth i don't know that just kind of threw me off too Everything else in that trailer that I saw was definite eye candy and I really appreciate it. I love Chewbacca being there. Mm-hmm. Perfect casting for Lando, Carizian. Yes. like, mm-hmm. amazing. They need to have someone with that type of presence playing because he's perfect. Like, that's right. the type of actor. Donald Glover, right? Yes. That's Donald the, ki- the kind of actor you want playing han solo you know because donald glover was perfect casting and he even looks a lot like um who's that billy d williams Williams, that's right he even looks a lot like he did when he was younger so yeah perfect casting and i mean you know so that i'm happy that i'm excited i'm more excited to see him to tell you the truth (laughs) and then there was this one Character that they just showed for a brief second and it was this African-American woman with like a afro. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's like, ooh, I want to see that character. What's she all about?
1: The actress is Tandy Newton.
2: Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. ooh, I want to... What's she going to bring to this story? Yeah. Like, that was... I'm more intrigued by the side characters (laughs) than the main character. So, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be a great movie, but I just wish... They would have picked somebody a little bit with a little bit more gravitas than this. Uh, the, the actor they picked—I don't even remember what his name is. Do you remember?
1: It's um Alden Ehrenreich. Is this like, like his that?
2: first thing? That big thing, or has he yeah, done his other... first
1: big thing. He's done other things, but you know, nothing that that you would ever really no yeah. unless you looked it up
2: and i don't even think he looks all that much like harrison ford i mean he just looks like somebody with brown hair and right, probably right. maybe a little bit probably the same height but a little bit scrawnier than he was because they want him to seem younger than you know he's in his early 20s in this movie not you know because the by the time it gets to the star wars trilogy he was probably in his early 30s right right yeah this is Mm -hmm. like 10 years before i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't know of anybody else chris pratt would be probably too husky Mm -hmm. really to look like harrison ford but as far as personality he could definitely pull it off can you think of any other actors in their early 20s that have what harrison ford had and could bring that to the role I can't really think of any.
1: Not off the top of my head. I'd have to do some research. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I actually was, it's kind of funny, because I literally feel like everything you said you just took the words out of my mouth. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but, well, um, why don't you
2: give it a shot and see if you can okay. bring more to the <laughs> I I'll,
1: actually, I'll shut say, my mouth and let you have no, the final fine. say. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's fine um i actually was saying this recently that i do think chris pratt is the modern day harrison ford because oh yeah in in the marvel movies he's playing like the kind of like a han solo character and in yeah. jurassic world it's like the indiana jones type character exactly. and he's doing it at the same time so yeah i mean and he's funny and he's great and he's confident yeah. And, I mean that's everything that um, Harrison Ford is. and You know looks. who else
2: could play the part if they were younger?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Who we were just talking about, Dwayne Johnson.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yep. but
2: he's he looks nothing like right. Han Solo, that's who's the problem. Way too the built. Yeah, and he's way too old. Right. Like you, at that point, just have Harrison Ford play it. But right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine but. him trying to play a twenty? 20- Harrison Ford tried to play a twenty-year-old. That would be so sad. They would just—he
1: <laughs> would just do the acting, and they would just CGI his young face onto him.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. I think that yeah, would be a little bit over would, the top.
2: That would have been worse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, basically, at, like everything that you said, I am looking forward to. All of the side characters, even yeah. in this trailer, like they kind of allude to some sort of a story, but not really. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know what's happening. You know, there's he's being recruited for something, and
2: oh, wait till you know, we he's... get to another trailer because I know oh, the okay. whole story. Based oh, you do? On the okay, I don't want
1: to watch that trailer then. Because oh, no, I'm you've, already, see you've already
2: seen it. No, it's one of the ones we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, okay. It's a different movie. Which, oh, yeah, like, yeah. The, but I'm just putting it out there. When okay. we get to it, I already know the whole plot just based on the clues from the trailer. Okay. Which is terrible to give so much
0: away. It like, is.
1: It, yeah. So yeah. that's one thing about this trailer. Like, yeah, there's they're showing that he's being recruited for something, but they're not really showing what. There's all of these characters that they're kind of giving you flashes of like these new characters that are going to come into the story, but you don't really know how they're all connected. Yeah. So I really like cause that. Because a lot yes. of them
2: look really like like... Cool.
1: Yes, Characters. and this this movie has the first female droid in it. So the one droid that they show in the trailer is a female droid. So oh, yeah. Interesting. So I like okay. that too, mm-hmm. and I am actually like really excited to find out how Han and Chewie meet. Yeah, that like will how... be interesting.
2: See, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in the story, definitely yeah. the plot, how it all like getting the whole backstory. The official like, there's been fan fiction galore, mm-hmm. but the right. official canon backstory on you know how Lando and yep and Solo Med and how Chewy and uh, that I'm into that I want to yes. know because like I said, I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy and that all is connected it's yep. all about the original trilogy see these new movies are all about a new set of characters that I right. don't have an emotional bond with they have the original characters in it but they're side characters they're not the main focus of what's right. going on that's really like my why I'm not that excited to watch it but when it comes to like you know where did Han Solo come from that right. I can sink yep. my teeth into that yep. I'm interested in yeah but I just I don't know I gosh <laughs> I'm so disappointed that they didn't find somebody better. Maybe right. he'll prove us wrong. Maybe we'll that, see exactly, the movie and yeah. there'll be something so, we're not seeing from the trailer that
1: Yep. Yeah, just little snippets of his performance isn't yeah. like giving you the overall feel of it and when right. you go to the theater and see it, you get like a better understanding. And that's right. what I'm hoping for because I have tickets. I'm going to see it on Friday and I have like I'm just hoping that he pulls it out because everything yeah. else about this movie looks really good and i'm just mm-hmm. really excited to see it
2: yeah it really reminds me more of the original yeah. trilogy than anything of the other stuff they've done like mm-hmm. this really kind of feels like part of the original just based on the trailer just feels more like part of the original story that kind right. of is the best part of this whole franchise so right definitely something to look forward to and i feel like this is going to be a huge like blockbuster i mean it's oh yeah millions it's going to make millions this weekend especially it's a three-day weekend so yep. memorial it's gonna day be, it's yep. going to be crazy yeah Yep.
1: yeah that's part of the reason why they kind of moved infinity wars earlier because they yeah. were going to bring it out in may but yeah. then they pushed it into the end of April because they didn't want to compete with themselves with these two yeah, movies, Infinity right. Wars and Solo. So.
2: And his fantastic box office that that movie did, I bet you this one's going to be even bigger. You think so? I think so. Just because I mean, it's definitely
1: going to be big, uh, no question. There's a yeah.
2: lot broader audience into this. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I could give a rat's behind about Infinity Wars, but I would want to see this i i don't get to the theater much because i have disabilities but if i did i would definitely go this weekend unfortunately Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to wait till it's out on dvd but um i'm definitely want to hear i don't want any spoilers but i definitely want to hear how you liked um the act you're playing on solo after you see it
1: Okay, we'll we'll come we'll regroup after this weekend. <laughs> yes, and we'll
2: report on it to all you in, the, in a future uh, episode. So. Yeah.
1: Well, moving on to another movie that's coming out very soon is, well, it's kind of clumped together, so we're going to talk about the animated short Bow that is the short that leads into Incredibles two, and then we'll also talk about Incredibles two. So yeah. let's start with Bao, though.
2: Okay, first of all, I find this very bizarre for them to release a trailer for <laughs> a short subject. And second of all, it's not much of a trailer as far it as what you yeah. think of a trailer. It's more like 45 seconds of the actual short. Right. <laughs> so, and it just seems like a bizarre, like a an onion that comes to
1: life. <laughs> It's not and an onion.
2: It looks like an onion. I know and it kind of does, but what it's is like, it?
1: It's like a like a sticky bun.
2: Oh, I thought it was an onion. It's no, it's white, not an onion. <laughs> it's white and it has like an onion. It does have top. like
1: kind of like a pointy shape at the top, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a sticky
2: bun. Oh, um, and is this like an Asian?
1: Yeah, like a Chinese dish. So, like a, a is, it'll be kind of larger, is the, and they put like meat inside of it.
2: Yeah, I know what a sticky bun is, but I'm questioning because the the boy, the little boy doesn't look Asian to me.
1: Well, so. and it's also not a little boy. <laughs> oh, it's a
2: girl? See, I'm it's, all confused. It's
1: an older woman.
2: Oh, I thought it was a little boy. <laughs> no. And, like, it, are they supposed... Does this take place in Asia or is she American? I think so.
1: She No, she's Chinese.
2: She's Chinese? Because her yeah. eye... Well, I sounds terrible but she's got rounder eyes than I do <laughs> I know that sounds awful but I, I, I'm just confused about her ethnicity because she's not she doesn't look like the ethnicity that they're trying to say she is and that I don't understand why you can't just make her look like what a Chinese person looks like I don't is there something wrong with doing that like making them look like a real Chinese person I don't know it seems you know, really confusing to me.
1: You know, I didn't realize that Russell from Up was Asian.
2: Yeah, I knew that.
1: I could I, tell But I was. didn't know that. I couldn't really tell as as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, and see,
2: I love that because it's just like it has nothing to do with the plot. And it's right. not even referenced in the movie. He's right. Just, he's just Asian and that's just what it is and it doesn't make a difference. Right. See, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I, in this case... Like, if it's supposed to be some sort of a story that has a connection to China, or the Chinese culture in some way, then why does she look like a European person? I don't yeah, understand.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe it was just that clip, I don't and maybe know. the rest eye, of the her, short.
2: Her eyes are, like, circle round. Like, they're yeah. rounder than round.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: they're rounder than european eyes around so what are they trying to like be non-racial by not making her eyes the way asian eyes are shaped
1: you think maybe it could be like because this is pixar so maybe does it have something to do with the cgi and they can't like maybe if they do it the shape is doesn't really come across in the cgi no
2: because i feel like they did it with russell and he looked all right and I mean, I he looked fine, he but Asian.
1: to me I couldn't tell he was I Asian. I could
2: tell he was I could tell he was Asian, but I I never mentioned it to you because it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <it> doesn't. <laughs> and probably nobody else mentioned it because it doesn't make a difference. Right. You're and right. It, sh- it doesn't it sh- make a difference. And it shouldn't and, uh, yeah. make a difference. But No,
1: and it definitely doesn't. And it doesn't
2: because it, it has nothing to do with the plot. But in right. this case I feel like it I can't say for sure, but I feel like it it does have something to do with the plot, especially because the character is an Asian yeah. dish, a traditional right from China. But I don't know. Right. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any... I, I feel like it's silly to put out a trailer for a short subject cartoon. Right. Because the, the Pixar cartoons are usually, like, what, two and a half minutes long?
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: So they put out 45 seconds of it. So it's almost like, you know, a quarter of the of the whole short has already been seen so right why, I don't why do you, know
1: why they put that out because uh, usually they won't bizarre. even tell you
2: yes yeah, and then you just go to the theater because you're going yeah. to see
1: Incredibles too, and then you yeah. see the the short in the beginning because you always know a Pixar short is going to come before the movie right
2: it always has so I mean why are, I don't get it yeah it looks cute I mean it, nothing to write I mean nothing I don't know it doesn't look like anything all that Different or it kinda looks old hat, like not something Pixar's already done. It doesn't look like anything innovative or anything to me.
1: Yeah. Well I don't know. So like the story. What did you think of it? I think it looks cute and It looks
2: cute, but I mean
1: So here's the story though. So it's an empty nesting Chinese mom who makes an adorable pork dumpling that comes to life kind of similar to like a Pinocchio kind of a thing. Okay. And the person who made this um short she kind of says that it's um, a magical modern day fairy tale kind of like a chinese gingerbread man story okay and it follows the complexities of a mother-child relationship so to me that's intriguing because how are you going to do all of that in like like you said two and a half three minutes how are you going to convey that story to me in that so i'm interested
2: i think this woman has dementia
1: no, <laughs> she's all her
2: kids have left the house, and now she's oh, I her, hope that her, she's seeing her food turn into babies.
1: I hope that it doesn't turn out to be something like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, yeah, but I mean, it just seems
2: like a bizarre story, I don't know,
1: so I mean this the director is the first ever woman to direct a Pixar short film
2: well that that's about time,
1: right, I know, right, but I feel
2: like, you know why are you putting if that's the case why are they putting out like spoiling it
1: yeah i agree i don't know why you put in like 45 seconds of this short because yeah yeah but but i will be seeing it when i go see incredibles 2 and speaking of which let's just move on to incredibles 2 so what did you think of this trailer
2: this is what i was alluding to a couple minutes ago when i said i know the entire plot
1: (laughs) based on the
2: trailer because i already know who the villain is and it's gonna be like a surprise but i already know who it is based on what i saw unless they pull a a double surprise on me Mm -hmm. because they've been known to you know pixar has been known to like lead you into one direction and then pull the rug out from under you so maybe that's what's going to happen but so far i think that that businessman type guy that's doing the presentation Mm -hmm. with the slideshow and he's the one that recruited um the mother to come back to work as a superhero and he's trying to like bring the whole supers back to the mainstream he just seems like he's gonna turn out to be the villain. Like he's everybody. He looks like a good guy, and then he's gonna—you're gonna find out that he's the one behind all the the stuff that's been going on. Right. The bad stuff, and then the mother kind of alludes to it by saying how he's like trying to keep her away from her family, and then um, committing crimes in order to um, solve crimes right that in order kinda,
1: to, to um what solve crime she has to break the law something like yeah, that right yeah.
2: so that's like that might be another thing he's kind of you know mm-hmm. he's he's trying to trick her into breaking the law because he's convincing her that it's for the better good when it really is serving his right evil plot his evil purposes and that's very
1: the- close to the first one
2: yeah and then the (laughs) sort of because he emulated the original villain emulated and wanted to be right um mr incredible and then he ended up becoming his nemesis but anyway the um uh other thing that i feel is going to happen is he's gonna like make the the that guy the the presentation guy is gonna like make mr incredible jealous of because he's gonna think they have some sort of thing going on extramarital thing when in fact it's perfect there's nothing going on but he but that character wants something to go on but mrs incredible doesn't answer to any of his advances so she's perfectly innocent of course so i see all that already happening based on the just the trailer Mm -hmm. and the um the two guys the the fathers from the two families get together to save her at the end because she's gotten wrapped up in the whole thing with this bad guy and now they have to go out together and save her because they show that scene where he's like getting his costume on right
1: right and everything so mr incredible and frozone
2: frozone yeah Yeah, so mm -hmm. that whole thing so it's like it's giving too much away yeah i mean it it's definitely going to be a fun journey, but don't give the plot away in the in the trailer, for gosh sakes. <laughs> I mean, anybody with half a brain is going to put all those puzzle pieces together.
1: Well, you know they're playing the first 15 minutes of this movie at Disneyland.
2: Is that <laughs> what their preview is? Yes. Just showing the first 15 yes. minutes? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So you go in there, watch, like, the first 15 minutes. You're ready to, like, watch more, and then they kick you out. That's
2: terrible yeah (laughs) that's not even right that's That's how they
1: do their previews there when they do it at the theme parks
2: oh i don't like that see i've never watched a preview at a theme park i kind of refuse i don't like that whole i don't like them turning a theme park a disney theme park especially into a commercial so i'm kind of opposed to that whole um practice but I mean the one time I had the opportunity to see a trailer, I mean it wasn't even something I had any interest in at all was when I was in Florida this past winter and they showed um they're showing the trailer for um Oh, what's that one with Whoopi it's Goldberg? A
1: wrinkle in time.
2: A wrinkle in time which tanked. Yeah. In the box office. Yeah. And from what I've seen, the reviews and everything it was pretty awful, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what do you think of the trailer? I mean, it looks like fun. It does. This is like the only sequel that I, I that Pixar is doing that I approve of because I feel like, (laughs) well, I feel like a superhero story is episodic in nature. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sequels are just kind of a natural thing with a superhero story. Yeah. Whereas with some of these other things, it's just like, ugh.
1: Right. Like, how many Cars movies do you really need? Because with a
2: superhero story, there's always a new villain, a new adventure, a new case to solve. Yep. You know, so...
1: Yeah. No, I think this movie looks really fun. I love that Mrs. Incredible... Is like the superhero, like the main focus yeah. of the movie. I yeah, love that. that. I
2: like, but I don't like what I think is going to happen. Where oh, right. the men have to come in and save her. Yeah, that, I hope. Like, I hope
1: that is not true.
2: I hope that too, because that just completely defeats the whole.
1: Here's what I'm purpose. hoping: is that what ends up happening is that she is on a mission, and the whole family comes, and and she realizes that she's strong by herself, but she's stronger as a family. With them all working together, and they all become like this one big unit. That's what I'm hoping.
2: Yeah, just like that's exactly what happened in the first one. Right. <laughs> Correct.
1: But I mean, you got to get the kids in. in and home. I am
2: excited to see the baby.
1: Oh my gosh, Jack Find his
2: yes. superpowers.
1: Yes. <laughs> see,
2: I see. This is one of my favorite Pixar movies. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about another one of my favorites, which I also feel is a good one to do sequels for. Um in a few minutes uh but it's just like why did first of all why did they wait so long
1: i know to do a sequel 10 years
2: all these actors are like getting old they're not gonna be able to do the voices (laughs) the same we need incredibles 3 and 4 well it's already
1: not the boy is obviously not the same voice because right the boy from the 10 years ago does not have the same little boy voice
2: Obviously not.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but yes, I mean, if he I, did, I don't he'd know be a why real superhero. Waited. Yeah. <laughs> Super puberty boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be that superhero. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, this, I, I like, so the scenes that they show where um, Bob Parr, that's his uh, unsuper name, yeah. When he's taking care of all the kids, that looks yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that looks like the funniest part. It's like and also, Mr. Mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then when they move into that new house, oh my gosh! It looks I like the queue. It looks like house. the
2: queue building for the the new Encarta. Um, exactly, it is. Yeah, I think it yeah. is um, modeled Based after on that. It. Yeah,
1: but that looks awesome because I love mid-century modern design, and that yeah. is over the top mid-century modern and yeah. I love it. I love I would love that. to
2: live in that house. Yeah.
1: Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. I would totally live in that house. So I'm excited yeah. to see that house in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: excited to see Edna Mode again. Too. Oh yeah. She's yes. great. Yeah, I, I really think this is a great movie and I have no problems with it. It looks like fun. It looks like, you know, Pixar doing its thing and yeah. it's going to be very entertaining and I just I'm a little disappointed that I had the whole plot kind of given away already before I've even seen the movie. But prove me wrong, maybe I'm. Yes. Maybe they're purposely trying to fool you, and then they'll because they've done that in the past with other Pixar movies where you think it's going to go in one direction, and then it completely flips around. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm excited to see this. It's June fifteenth is when it's coming out, so not even a month from now. The guy that
2: plays the... Um, they didn't give his name away or anything, but he's like the the, the businessman guy that does the presentation, and he's mm-hmm. kind of in charge of the whole bringing the, the supers back into prominence. One thing that I think they're doing to try to fool you is they show him in, like, a control room,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then he's watching a... Um, closed circuit of the villain talking
1: oh yeah Mm -hmm. so
2: they're trying to make you think oh it's not him because he's looking at hey that could be on videotape people
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i hope that your prediction is wrong just because i I do too i hope i'm
2: wrong i hope i'm wrong because i i appreciate when i'm surprised and i don't see the plot twists coming Right. So let's right. hope that I'm wrong, but yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, the next movie that we want to talk about, so oh this my isn't God. a full te- it's not a full trailer, it's, a it's just a teaser trailer of Christopher yeah. Robin, which is coming out August third. And yeah. we definitely want to talk about this because even oh though it was God. like a minute and a half, I um, was hysterical. Yeah. I'm still not over it. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) teaser trailer, I have never been so affected by a minute and a half of film.
2: Uh, I was kind of affected by another one we're going to talk about, but probably to a little bit lesser degree Mm -hmm. than this one. This one really struck a nerve and brought a few... Not a few, but a lot of tears. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because... Okay, so what happens is they show a middle-aged guy with a family, and he's having all these problems and at, at work, work and, stuff. and yeah. just all these struggles. And I guess it's the depression or something. And um, so there's just all sorts of bad things happening in his life. And he's sitting on a park bench, doesn't know what to do, and just all of a sudden... Oh, my God. I can't even talk about it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) This little bear doll. Well, no. First, you hear it.
1: You hear the voice.
2: And it's Jim Cummings. Yes.
1: That's what did it for me is the voice.
2: I know. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. And he turns around and goes, Pooh? He recognizes him. And it's like the it's the doll of him. Like, it's it's it works because it's supposed to be his dolls and in the actual story of it it's him playing with his teddy bear and his little tiger doll and he gives them all these little names and creates a whole fantasy world with them but they're they've they've come back to life for him as an adult in their non cartoon their true life forms so he got Jim Cummings, and he he says, um... What's that line he says where Pooh talks about his wrinkles? He says something funny.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't remember exactly what he says, but... It, oh, my gosh. So cute.
2: It is adorable, and I, I I love... What's the actor? I forget his
1: name. It's, um... Ewan McGregor.
2: You, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed him in movies... I liked him in, um... He was really good in AI.
1: Was mm-hmm. he the one in
2: AI? Yeah. Was he?
1: Let me let me look it up.
2: Well, I know he was in, um... What's that other one I like? Um, it's a musical... Oh, um, Moulin Mula- Rouge? Yes, I yes. liked him in that, yeah. I always liked him as an actor. Almost oh, yeah. I thought he was a good actor.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember, but... Or if maybe you didn't see the first, um episode one, two and three, but he's Obi Wan, young Obi Wan. Yeah. I saw the first okay. three. I know. didn't know if you saw them since you you said you weren't like you weren't no, I feeling did, that.
2: I did watch them but I was disappointed. And as I got to each one I was more and more and
1: more like by the yeah.
2: time I got to the the third one I was like oh my goodness <laughs> But anyway, yeah. yeah, this looks like a like, anybody that grew up with these characters, which is basically anybody, everybody grew right. up with these characters. Right, who didn't, right. Yeah. What? W- one thing that kind of annoyed me and threw me off, and has nothing to do with the actual trailer itself, because that was basically perfect. Right. Um, From the studio that brought you Beauty oh, and the Beast. Yeah. Like, why are you telling people... What Disney is. (laughs) Like, people don't know what Studio Disney is.
1: Right, and it has the logo there.
2: You need to remind people that Disney did Beauty and the Beast (laughs) and Winnie the Pooh. Like, who, what idiot doesn't know that already? (laughs) That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't know. From the studio that brought you Mickey Mouse. Right. (laughs) Dumb. Oh, Other boy. than that, I thought it was absolutely, yeah, like just I was I was you know when I first heard about this I was like very skeptical, right? Mm-hmm. And like, do they really need to do this? Sounds kind of dumb, right? But after seeing that trailer, I'm completely so like I've swallowed the pill. I've I've completely been convinced this right. is gonna be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see it. I am gonna be. Bringing a box of tissues with Definitely. me. Yes. Looks like it's gonna be one of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Heartbreakers, and I just I know it's gonna end really sad. Where he has to say goodbye to Pooh again, and at the end, I can't. <laughs>
0: <I'm> already upset. Because
2: <laughs> I was always upset at the end of the the actual cartoon. Yeah. Where they part ways at the end. Mm-hmm. Where they say where where um, uh, Sebastian Cabot says. Wherever he goes, and whatever he does, there'll always be a special... You know, he says his little line at the end, and they right. show Christopher Robin, and he's saying how he has to go off to school and leave Pooh, and he has to grow up and leave Pooh, how that all ends. That always yeah. like, made me cry. So this is definitely gonna be even worse, because it's all live action.
1: Right, yeah. right. Oh now, my
2: gosh, I don't know yeah, what think Yeah, this looks about-
1: awesome, like... I, I just have chills talking about it and thinking about like what this movie is gonna be and I mean oh. Winnie the Pooh that CGI character. You was think the other so characters good. are gonna be in it or just Pooh? yes? No, the other characters are gonna be in it. So it's Tigger, Eeyore, Owl, Piglet, Rabbit, Kanga, and Roo. Mm.
2: Is They're... the gopher gonna be in it? <laughs> He's, He's not, not listed. He's so. not in the book, you know. <laughs>
1: He's not listed, so I don't know. But <laughs> gonna have heffalumps
2: and woozles.
1: <laughs> I just think this is gonna be good and and it's not yeah. even that long from now coming out, August third, so Yeah. I mean I can't wait to see the the actual real trailer, not just the teaser. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. This is gonna be good.
2: I am too. I think out of everyone we're talking about tonight,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm probably the most excited for this one. This one. Believe it or not. Even though I'm pretty excited about all of them, actually. But yeah. this one's probably my number one, just because it really stuck a emotional right. chord. And I feel like this is a completely different twist on the story. It's not, it's not a remake. It's something completely different. It's looking at it from a different angle, and so I'm cool with it. I feel right. like this is a movie that... Needs to exist, like right. it makes sense to me. It, like when they redid Beauty and the Beast, did we need that? Was, right, like you know, the live-action Beauty and the Beast yeah. is what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this feels like a different thing entirely. Well, because this so. is
1: like Christopher Robin does live in the live-action world. Yeah. So that's exactly. why it, it fits.
2: It, at, at the beginning of the of the animated, they show his nursery. Right. And it's the not the actual, animated Right.
1: Yeah, it's real life nursery. With right. Real toys and, and I mean the real
2: yeah. Christopher Robin was a real person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And AA um, Milne wrote the stories based on his actual stuffed animals. Yeah. So it's all based on a real situation and then he took it to a fantasy level. Right. Looking so, at yeah. it through imagination, yeah.
1: This is gonna be good. So, mm-hmm. yes, we'll we'll keep you updated if you know when we see the trailer and mm-hmm. you know how if our if our feelings have changed or anything like that. Yeah. So hopefully not. Hopefully only for the better.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Ooh, this is yeah. gonna be a good one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I but haven't you...
2: seen. I haven't like felt like that for a new Disney movie in a long yeah. time. Yeah, like it struck me that way with emotionally like that.
1: Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the the teaser trailer, you guys need to go watch this. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think the last time I had like an emotional connection to a new Disney movie coming out was Beauty and the Beast,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. way back in the early '90s -hmm. when I, because they did a special um, on it on 2020. Uh, I remember remember with Barbara Walters Uh and Hugh Downs yeah and they um did a whole like um sneak peek
1: Mm. at it before Mm -hmm. it
2: came out and it was the first time i ever heard the song beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. because they played it on on that a little snippet of it and i was like oh my god this is gonna be an amazing like i just like just hearing that song for the first time brought tears to my eyes by how like fantastic that song was and how beautiful and Perfect. It sounded. Yeah. I think that's the last time I ever felt that way about a new Disney movie coming out. And that what was that? Twenty five years? Ago? Yeah, that was like so, ninety one or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that it's is crazy. It's been that long since I was so excited about a Disney movie. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, the next movie we want to talk about, we have a full trailer for, and it's mm-hmm. Wreck-It-Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is coming out November 21st. What do you think yeah. of this one?
2: Well, again, this is one of my, the original is one of my favorite Pixar movies. Well, it's
1: not Pixar. It's not it? Pixar, it's no. I think it's of Didi- it as Pixar. Disney, like, computer animation. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think of it as Pixar because it just seems so much like a Pixar it does. movie. You're right, yeah. 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 But, Yeah i just i loved the original i thought it was fantastic um so i'm definitely looking forward to this one and it looks really good from the trailer i the only thing i was a little like they really focused on one particular scene and it was kind of (laughs) gross and i was like why are first of all i don't feel that that should be in the movie because it just seemed really kind of it kind of like upset me in a way Uh uh-huh like it was disturbing (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't. It was more disturbing than funny. Yeah. They they show they, they bring uh, Penelope. That's her name, right? Penelope. Penelope. She brings out. There's this like game where. Um, there's like a squirrel, is it a squirrel on one side and a bunny on the other side and the squirrel... Like a
1: bunny and a cat or something like that? Yeah, Yeah. and
2: and one of them drinks the milkshake and then the other one eats the pancakes and it's like a little baby game on, you know, how they have little games like that for kids, little, very little kids to play on the computer or on the phone. And Vanellope brings out this huge cart filled with pancakes and they... They really focused on this one scene for some reason. Yeah. Out of all the things to, like, show from the movie, why were they showing this one thing? But regardless, I guess the way the the bunny is programmed, he has to eat the pancake if you give it to him. He has no choice. So he starts, like, blowing up, like, getting bigger and bigger. And then I guess the bunny explodes and dies because they... Switch over to the little baby watching it on the screen, and she ha- she she sees it happen. You don't you don't see it happen, but you see her reaction yeah. to it. Yeah,
1: and you hear it like a and boom. you Hear it, and yeah. it's this
2: cute little bunny, mm-hmm. and it dies. Yeah, and it, and it, in a <laughs> horrific and painful way. And it's like, wow, this isn't funny. This is horrifying. Yeah, why are you showing me this? Why Disney? Are you focusing on this? morbid <laughs> scene in the trailer. I don't find do you did you find that funny? I thought it was
1: sickening. You know, I was I'm wondering now that you're talking about it. I wonder if they just made that just for the trailer and it's not I actually in so. the movie. I hope because so. Because I don't see how that's like a uh can continue a plot like with that like Well, maybe one they just clip or something like that.
2: Maybe they they're going through... Well, the, the the whole thing is instead of just being the video games that are not connected... Right. Now they're... It's later... Like, I guess the first movie was in the 80s and mm-hmm. now we're in the, in the mid-90s when the internet first started. So they're all discovering the internet and everything. So maybe... Um, uh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope are going around just, like, to different... Internet things and exploring them and kind of discovering all sorts of different little things is Mm -hmm. kind of a montage kind of a thing, but that's how I would see it being used. But uh, I don't like it; just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It seems so kind of is that something I really want to like? If I took a little kid to see that, would that? I I don't think that's what I would want a little kid to be exposed to. I don't know if I like that scene. Yeah. It's, I
1: don't, am I being a little,
2: a little frigid or...
1: No, I mean, I can understand, especially when the, when the kid screams, it's like a real scream and she's in a car seat in a car. So, like, the mom is driving. And they show
2: the adorable little bunny suffering.
1: Right, right. It's like, do you... And I don't then I wanna see that. <laughs> right. I really, and then I'm not the thing about it is like this. so if the mom is driving a car and your kid screams the way the kid this cr- kid screams you think something like they're about to die. It's like that oh, kind of I know. scream. So you would be like instantly like trying to pull over to find out what's happening, but yeah. it really is just a game.
2: I just I I think this was an attempt at comedy but right. I didn't find it funny at all. I mean, I enjoyed the rest of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because I love the characters. I wonder what happened to fix it, Felix. He's not even shown. Is he even d- going to be no, in it? No, I don't
1: know. I mean, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's going to be in it. But well, the thing about the trailer is they didn't really tell you much about the story other than the whole internet. So yeah, now they this, have access this to the trailer internet, and that's give it.
2: Anything away? Yeah. Right. You, you only know kind of the general premise. You exactly. Don't know anything about the plot at all?
1: Right. You don't know if there's like a bad guy like there was in the first yeah, one. Yeah. They don't or show anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I. Think there was it-
2: one point where, another point where I thought they were, I don't know if they <laughs> like. It seemed like they made a, a cut, and there's going to be something in the movie that wasn't shown in the trailer, and I hope not, because they were showing Ralph get like bombarded by these little characters that were ads, sort uh-huh, of like yeah. internet ads,
1: yep, like pop-ups.
2: Yeah, yeah and they and they were he they went around and then there was one that he looked at but you didn't hear what the ad was oh and I'm hoping it's not something adult because you know you get on on the computer you get bombarded with a lot of that that type of content mm-hmm. that adult content I hope they don't they're not making a joke with that for a children's movie and they cut it out of it because it seems like it jumps. Right. And you don't hear what that one character showed him. You just kind of see Ralph looking at it and kind of disgust and walking away. Mhm. So I hope they don't have like some line in the movie that somehow you know.
1: I mean, if inc- they're going to do that though,
2: increase the size kind of a joke. It's, it's I won't say saying be... further than that, but you know what I'm Everybody yeah, I know knows what, what, you're what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, yeah. want that in a children's movie. Yeah. It I mean they belong. do
1: that. Like I think they did that in the first one. They had some jokes for um adults, but they weren't adult jokes. Yeah, that it's know? okay
2: to have a, a jokes that go over a kid's head, but right. not that make references to right in a, inappropriate things. I really
1: I hear. mean I would hope that I mean, they know better than that. I hope
2: so, but it seemed like <laughs> that was a place to put a joke like that. hmm You know what I mean? Right,
1: yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm
2: hoping I'm wrong on that, too. So, right. oh, I'm a little, like, skeptical about this movie that I was really looking forward to. Is it going to, like, have some controversy going on? Or I don't know. We'll see. I
1: hope not. I mean... Oh, goodness. Yeah, I really like the first one. This looks like it fits right into that world. You know, mm-hmm. now they are able to, you know... Be, they you know you thought they had a big world before where they can move in between the different video games that were all connected by power cords well now yeah. they're all connected by like, the internet yeah so, so it's like carte yeah launch yeah so i mean i think this is it's a, a good premise and it definitely fits in with wrecked ralph's world and mm-hmm. i mean i'm looking forward to all of the little cameos just like the first one they put all of these little things in and uh, you know yeah. they're going to do that again for this one so i think this is looks really cool
2: so this is like to me because of course i didn't see it and i will never see this movie but i saw all sorts of spoofing of it and people making fun of it that recent movie that came out called the emoji movie oh
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: it seems like this is like disney's version of it and they're gonna do it the right way whereas that movie was completely crass and cheap and terrible so it's disney's take on this this fad that a lot of lesser competent studios have been right tackling like there's also what's that other movie um with Adam Sandler with all the oh, video Pixels thing or pixel or something like yeah. that yeah yeah there's been a lot of terrible movies that have been focused on the internet so hopefully this will be the first good well done movie with an internet theme. Right. So we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the first one was amazing. So,
2: mm. yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. Of recent, of recent years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, we have one more movie trailer that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, Mary Poppins Returns, which comes out December 21st. So, right in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. what did you think Chris
2: well the music was amazing and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's a song if it's going to be a song in the movie with mm-hmm. lyrics and we're just hearing like an instrumental version because it sounds like it could be a song it has like that the right and it also what I really loved about it it's not that modern sound that movies have in their background music it's very like 60s sounding very Shermany sounding mm-hmm. music to me which is a good sign because my fear is it's going to have like the typical um movie music of today which to me it all blends together it all sounds the same I mean some of it is beautiful some of it is very generic and dry um so I'm glad that Disney is doing something that's more in line with the original movie when it comes to the background music. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Another good sign is I. there's a lot of little, I mean, just with the short little trailer, there's a lot of really clever Easter eggs to us fans of mm-hmm. the original. Like when she looks in the mirror and the mirror stops and winks at her which is you know an homage to the original spoonful of sugar sequence and then they have the um the kite
1: yes which is the same
2: kite from the original with the, the mended kite um but one thing okay so there are things i really liked and they're intriguing the music some of the little details they added the street they showed oh, yeah. looks mm-hmm. the same. Like the buildings look the same. You can see Admiral Booms'
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, ship on top of his build on top of his house, just like in the original. So they did a good job of. It's definitely Cherry Tree Lane. There's no doubt about it. That's the same street. One thing I didn't like is how gray everything looked. Yeah. Because in the original, it wasn't. They didn't have, they had, even when it was rainy, everything was bright colors. Like they had a scene with rain, but Mary Poppins had on this bright blue dress and it was Mm -hmm. just like technicolor explosion in that movie. And this movie looks like very toned down in the colors, very gray. I don't know if it's just the scenes that we're being exposed to because it's just a teaser. Right. Maybe there's other sequences that are much more colorful. But to me, like, it just seemed very dark and muted colors and gray. And I don't know if I like that.
1: Well, you know what I'm wondering is, does Mary bring the color?
2: Well, who knows? Because the one little snap we got of her is colorful.
1: Right, it is colorful. Like, it's
2: before she's seen in the trailers. Yeah. It's gray. Right. But, um... Yeah, so... I mean, there's not much to say about it. I, I mean... It doesn't give much away. We know it's a sequel to Mary Poppins and we know it takes place in the same street and yeah somehow the the kite is involved and there's a chimney sweep that looks a lot like Bert and, he's a lamp
1: lighter. Yeah. Yeah. it has yeah.
2: got kind of the same look yeah. as the mm-hmm. chimney sweep, you know, the But um yeah, and we know Mary Poppins is in it and these two adults that we're not sure who they are but Given what we've heard, it's likely Michael Banks and his wife.
1: Right, and their children. Yeah, yeah. so
2: I don't know how Jane fits into it. If she's Aunt Jane, or mm-hmm. if she comes around in any way. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm i just... I still... See, unlike the Pooh trailer, where I'm so excited about it, like uh-huh. I'm kind of excited to see what they do, but... I still, I'm kind of like, I still kind of have this thinking in the back of my mind: just do they really need to do this movie? Right. Is it really, right. You can't top the original. You right. Know? And it's not really a different take on it. It's more of a continuation of the original. Yeah. Thing. I know.
1: That is the thing. Is like, don't mess with perfection. Why are you trying to? And you probably can't redo it. And have another perfect yeah, you movie. Can't so catch
2: lightning in a bottle. Exactly.
1: Because... So what... I mean, if anything is going to come close, it's got to be this. Because, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, if anything, if anybody, he is the modern-day Dick Van Dyke. So...
2: Yeah, see, I think he's good. I'm yeah. glad they got him. And he's not even trying to be Dick Van Dyke. Right, he's a He's a completely not. different right. character. Yeah. Because... And the logic to that makes sense because this takes place 30 years later it, during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. But Mary Poppins is a mystical being who right. doesn't age. So she comes back the same age, but everyone else is older. on Earth yeah. is older. So Bert would be older, too. So she's has a new friend who's a younger friend.
0: Right.
1: So
2: right. that makes sense to me. I'm okay with that i don't know if i like emily blunt in this role
0: yeah i don't yeah, you but know but the thing is
2: i wouldn't like it, anybody though. exactly yeah i couldn't i just can't picture anyone right filling talk about big shoes uh-huh. to fill. i mean how could anybody even come close to julie and right it's impossible
1: yes
0: i
2: mean there's totally nobody agree. who could ever live up to that performance ever yeah. so i mean it's one of the greatest performances of all time in musical theater as far as i'm concerned right musical musical entertainment i guess because it's a movie but
1: right and she did win an academy award for her performance so
2: yes i know so i mean i just there are things about the trailer that are nice and Mm -hmm. i i appreciate especially one of my main concerns is the music Mm -hmm. and i'm still concerned about it because we only got a little hint of it right so i really want the music to to be in the same feeling of the original i don't want it to sound like a modern movie like every other modern movie soundtrack they all sound alike to me there's nothing fun about modern day movie music it's all take it it's taken so seriously Mm -hmm. and it's all dramatic and just i feel like the background music from movies from the earlier years, the from the from the early '70s back, just had so much more character and just like you know, like Moon River and the music from The Wizard of Oz, and just just had so much flair and style and uniqueness to each movie it's like you hear the theme from gone to Wind*, you know and it just brings back so many emotions you hear the music from mary poppins the original and it just it has a certain style that's all its own it's it's mary poppins music it's it's disney music but it has its own flavor to it that is nothing other than mary poppins and i just hope that they're somehow are able to associate the soundtrack from this film with the original and i hope i hope i know they say it's supposed to be a musical right
1: yeah there's score and songs
2: so i hope it's as much of a musical as the original they don't just throw in a few songs to appease people i hope it's like a true out and out musical like the original where every 10 15 minutes they have a big production number Mm -hmm. because if they don't do that it's just not going to be what the original was it's not going to feel like part of the original that's the problem with making a movie like that today is because there's so many people that think they know better yeah in the entertainment industry they think they know that people don't want what they actually do want and they (laughs) it's all you know decision by committee and it so, I just feel like it's going to get so watered down by, you know, people saying, oh, there's too many songs in this. You know, some idiot executive. Well,
1: there's definitely the going to be. Yeah, there's definitely always going to be somebody that says that. They say that about the original Mary Poppins now. I mean.
2: Exactly. But, you know, that movie's a classic. And right. And it's beloved by so many people and yet people think they know better. It's, right. That's exactly what I was saying. They yeah. think they know what audiences want when they have no idea
1: right well i i really hope that i mean i i feel the same way as you i mean this is you know just like you my favorite disney movie mm-hmm. and i don't think that they needed to redo it but no. they have so they better do it right and i i i don't want to have to go to this movie and be like i can't compare it to the original don't compare it to the Mm. original because how can you not
0: so i i really don't yeah
1: right so in order for me to come away feeling fulfilled and like okay i can see where this fits into the disney canon now they need to have something almost exactly equivalent
2: yeah, it needs to fit with the original right. in order to be accepted. Right, and it's the same with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. a franchise that there's certain rules, certain f- you know film techniques that they use. That you know, like Star Wars, one of the things they use is like those fadeaways,
1: mm-hmm. right? Where they
2: have like the line that interchange, yep. it goes across the screen and interchanges. Like those type of little touches, they try to include in the newer movies you know to connect it to the old and the music right. is very much yep. another strong connection because they haven't tried to change the music it all sounds like part of the original yeah. m- musical score um and so and there's just certain aesthetical things that need to happen in order for it to feel like part of the same universe so i feel strongly That Mary Poppins is like Star Wars in that you can't stray away from certain rules.
1: Right. There's
2: certain set rules with a movie that is so iconic that if you're going to make a sequel, an official sequel continuation of the story, it can't be like a remake. Right. It can't be a new take on it. It has to be a continuation of the original with the same sort of... Music, the same sort of um, uh, flow, the same sort of feelings. You can't take it too far into a new, but I have a feeling that there's directors and art, you know, art directors and just all these people involved in it that don't see it the way I do, and they're gonna want to put their own mark on it, and make it something that it's, it's, it's their thing, and it's not, you know part of what the original creators did. They want it to be unique and different. Right. And that's, and and there's some movies that that's okay.
1: Right. Not this one. You (laughs) know? This is not one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like we're having a, we had similar conversations before about like the haunted mansion like these Imagineers these new Imagineers want to come in and put like a little stamp on these yeah you know classic attractions. I was just
2: thinking that too yeah. in the back of my <laughs> head when I was saying this. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's exactly the same thing. Why mess with perfection?
2: Yeah, they want to tweak it and right. put their own signature Don't on it. create your own
1: haunted mansion. Don't mess with yeah. the one we already have.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right create a new thing that has imagination and story and why mess with something else right anyway that's how i feel about it yeah
1: no i agree i mean i love lin-manuel miranda and he is you know part of the reason why i'm rooting for this film to be successful Mm -hmm. like and to pull this story off and Mm -hmm. i mean dick van dyke has a cameo in it so i mean that's just you know, that's like a cherry yeah. on top for me. I loved it. I wonder Band-Bake. why
2: Julie Andrews doesn't have. Cameo. I
1: actually have the answer. So she was approached to do a cameo,
2: but okay. she turned
1: it down, and she said she mm-hmm. wanted it to be Emily's show.
0: I so, can see that. Yeah,
1: she was doing it as a favor to Emily Blunt, and that's really nice of her. And if they maybe this is really awesome and successful, and they do another one, and maybe Julie Andrews can be in that. But um oh, God. I, don't, I don't I don't know about be all a that. Third. But... <laughs> I can hardly um, handle yeah, a second one.
2: Please don't make a third. So do Every, you know it's that... gonna go another thirty years, <laughs> it'll be in the fifties. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or the sixties. No, not the sixties. It'll take no no It'll no. take it'll take place the year that the actual movie came out. The first <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, well, Angela Lansbury has a, a cameo in this movie too.
2: Oh, okay. So I,
1: I I think she's doing the cameo that they actually approached Julie Andrews to do first. I
2: wonder if she's going to be like Mary Poppins' mother or something. No, do
1: you want me to tell you her character? Yeah. It's the Balloon Lady.
2: Oh, I think I heard that. Instead of the, instead of, she's going to be kind of like the, um, equivalent to the...
1: The Bird Lady?
2: The Bird Lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. Feed the birds.
0: Buy a balloon. (laughs) Tuppin's a bag.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Tuppin's a balloon. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, those two classic actor and actresses are in this. Also, Mm. Meryl Streep is in this, too. She's playing Topsy Turvy Poppins, Mary's eccentric cousin.
2: Enough with Meryl Streep in these (laughs) Disney movies. I can't get over... She had some press conference a few years ago where she said some really nasty things about Walt Disney. She did? And I yeah, she said how he wasn't didn't, wasn't equal to women and mm. he she bought into the whole, you know, things yeah. that are said online about Walt that aren't true, you know. And she like she was asked some mm. questions. this was I think when Into the Woods came out. Oh, and okay. she was doing, like, a press circuit, and she made some sort of speech where she just said some, like, really negative things about Disney, and yet she's in all these Disney movies. Hmm. So I'm so over her. I'm, yeah. like, I'm so turned off by her. By her. It's like she's a hypocrite, then. If, if she's so against Disney, and yet she's in all these Disney movies, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get her. I don't, I don't even know why she had to even say anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, why would Especially you... Especially
2: because it was a bunch of stuff that was, like, not informed.
1: Right, because any was... Disney historian will tell you the complete opposite of Walt Disney.
2: Yeah, any legitimate. Right. It's not trying to make a buck by making tabloid right.
1: stuff. The yeah. real truth about Walt Disney is that he treated women equally and paid them a lot more than what they, any other company paid women back then.
2: Well, I wouldn't say he treated them equally, but he treated them a lot better than most other companies. Right. At that time. Right, right. And so he definitely he was paid of, them
1: an equal wage.
2: And well one of the things is that he wouldn't hire a woman to be a animator. Right. He would only hire them to be inkers and painters, which is very true. Mhm. Um so that, you know, that's kind of you know, but I mean, this was what the 30s, 40s, 50s. Come right. on, nobody hired women to do certain jobs back then. It was just the way things were. So you're gonna blame Walt yeah. Disney for right. being just the same as every other executive at in those days? I mean, and he. Well, we don't need to get it has nothing I know. to do with our topic. But I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. He may not have hired any animate female animators, but he certainly had a lot of female imagineers, and some very notable ones. Right. So, right. I just I don't feel like, and and he did have women in other roles, major roles in the in the films, like Mary Blair. She was she wasn't just an ink and painter. She was a yeah, concept. Yeah, she was artist. like an animator. She was, yeah, she didn't do the actual animation, but she did backgrounds and concept renderings and things she was kind of a big deal so I mean I don't know it is what
1: it is yeah well that's it for the different movie topics that we wanted to talk about today but we're not done Mm. because we have another trivia segment so I made up questions make
2: Chris look stupid
1: no 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 okay so these questions are not as hard as the other ones I had to make those hard because that was like, you know, about the parks and it was just uh-huh. for you. These movie uh-huh. questions should be a little bit easier, at least I think.
2: Okay. We'll Hopefully.
1: See. Yeah. Um. So I have 10 trivia questions just about movies, just about Disney okay. movies. So, But it's all over. So it's animated, live action, like everything. Okay. And it's also like, it's fairly current. There's some... Questions about movies that are, you know, see less... the
2: current thing is what's gonna throw me off. Yeah, I mean, there's... I know a lot more about the the older movies than I do about the newer ones.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I tried to to balance it out. So okay, we'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll see.
1: All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my first question. Three Disney animated characters presented the Academy Award for Best Animated Short at the 64th Academy Awards presentation in 1992. Hmm. Name the three characters and the feature film they are from.
2: Oh, they're all from the same yes. film. 92. So that would have been a movie that came out in 92. Because they have the award in 93 for 92, right? So,
1: Well, the presentation was in 92.
2: Oh, so it would be characters from a 91 movie. It would be for the 91 awards, which is held in 92, right? Because they award it, like, the February after the year is over. Right. So the most recent would be Beauty and the Beast, then. So, I'm guessing it's three characters from Beauty and the Beast. Um, let's, well, if it's three characters, I would probably say um, Mrs. Potts, Cogsworth, and Lumina- Lumiere. Is
1: that your final answer?
2: Well, it's probably wrong, but that's my educated <laughs> guess.
1: <laughs> Close. Okay, so you got the movie right. Yes, oh. it's Beauty and the Beast, 1991. The characters were Chip, Belle, and the Beast. Oh. So the other 3 <laughs>
2: <laughs> None of the ones I named.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what, if I was if I got this question, I probably would have said those 3 as well.
2: Cuz they're kind of like a trio.
1: Right. And they kind of yeah. play off of each other, so yeah. 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 So, All right, the next question. I'm wondering if you know the answer to this, which is what I'm going to ask you. Okay. Okay. Why is Carella DeVille's hair white on one side and black on the other?
2: I think he based it on a a person he knew, Mark Davis. He knew someone in real life that was a lot like her, and he based it on her and maybe that person had black and white hair that's all i that's the only thing i can think of or maybe i mean my first thought would be which probably is not the answer would be that it was because it was kind of like a like a really um high fashion trend at that time Mm -hmm. to be a little wild with your hair and he wanted to like kind of make this person seem like she was kind of really high fashion in a trendsetter Mm -hmm. kind of a woman but i mean i think she was based on a real person that he knew and and he was he remembered her having black and white hair but i'm probably wrong (laughs) there's probably a much less complicated reason
1: well yes and no okay so that is not correct and I'll give you the, uh, the answer. So, according to the original book, The 101 Dalmatians by Dodie oh. Smith, mm-hmm. Cruella apparently drank ink as a child, which is the root of her hair problems.
2: Oh, wow. That's crazy.
1: Right. I know. That's so bizarre. <laughs> I know. That so-
2: drinking ink would change your hair. <laughs> Only half of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's strange.
1: I know. I thought that the answer was strange, too. That's why I was like, I wonder if Chris knows this.
2: So. I would have never thought that. That's where he got it from the book. Okay. Well, to me, it just seemed like like a fashion choice. I I know.
1: know. And the way that, like, the clothing on her is drawn, I kind of would see why you would think that. Because she's yeah like, yeah she has Why would you even clothes. think
2: she drank ink? Like, I know. <laughs> what does that even have to do with the story at all?
1: I know. I wonder why they they say that in the book, but
2: hmm. I'll have to read the book one day. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, the next question: The Bear and the Bow was the original title of what Disney film?
2: Oh my god bear and the bow. Robin Hood? No. Well, I'm thinking like there's a bear in it. And I know. Robin Hood has With a bow. bow.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, it's... I have no idea. The answer is Brave.
2: Oh, see, I don't even know. I don't even think about Brave.
1: Yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs>
2: Uh, it's not my
0: favorite. When I
1: saw the answer to that, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But it does I would have never sense. have guessed that either. No. Yeah. <laughs> it does make sense, but. All right. Okay, so, so, number. so I got three wrong so far. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> number four. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit, who hmm. does Eddie Valiant confuse with Jessica Rabbit when he travels to Toontown?
2: Okay. I don't know if she has a name. She but does. it's. Oh, well, I don't know the character's (laughs) name, but I know exactly who it is. It's that one that goes,
0: Oh, my! Yes!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then she starts chasing him. She was in, like, some of those old Looney Tunes cartoons from the 40s, I guess, but I didn't know she had a name. I just thought she was some crazy character. (laughs) Well, maybe
1: originally she didn't, but she has one now. No. And the character's name is Lena Hyena.
2: That's not even Disney. It's from another studio. <laughs> no, it's not the characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so maybe you might gets guess this one. Number 5.
2: Oh, oh my gosh.
1: Okay. Who is the only actor to have starred in at least one Disney feature film during the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s?
2: Well, I'm going to have to guess it's Dean Jones the only one that was in a lot of I mean he was in more I think I looked at it I tried to figure out what actor appeared in more Disney movies than any other actor and it's Dean Jones
1: is that your final answer
2: I'm gonna say because I know he was in yeah because he was in Herbie Fully Loaded which was in the 2000s so yeah okay Dean Jones
1: that is incorrect ah
2: it's kurt russell but they he was in a disney movie in the
1: 2000s yeah he doesn't do disney guardians of the galaxy volume two god
2: (laughs) i think dean jones was too because he was in herbie fully loaded he had a cameo
1: was he in a movie in the 60s 70s 80s and 90s
2: can we count tv because i know he was on disney tv shows in the 80s and 90s
1: no disney feature film
2: well i don't think he was in any feature films in the 80s and 90s i know he was in the 60s and 70s for sure and i know he was in that one from the 2000s with um what's her name
1: Lindsay lohan
2: Yeah, Lindsay Lohan
1: (laughs) I know he was in Beethoven, but that's not a Disney movie
2: No Maybe you're right But I do know Dean Jones was in more Disney movies than any other actor
1: More than Kurt Russell? Yeah I don't know, I thought Kurt Russell was in the most
2: No No. Dean Jones, yeah Hmm. I looked it up once Kurt Russell's up there Yeah, Kurt
1: Russell's definitely up there
2: And the other one that was high up there was Kevin Cochran Mm -hmm. and um, the other one, the one that always plays his brother and stuff, the older one.
1: Oh, Tommy Kirk?
2: Tommy Kirk, yeah, Mm -hmm. they were up there too, but Dean Jones was the winner. Hmm. And he wasn't even in a Disney movie until the the mid-60s. Right. I think the first one he was in was The Ugly Dockside.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Classic movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Number six.
2: Or it might have been That Darn Cat. It was either The Ugly Dachshund or That Darn Cat was mm-hmm. his first Disney movie. One of, one or the other.
1: Alright. You ready for the next one?
2: Yeah. I'm
0: kind of annoyed right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any of these. I'm sorry. I thought That's these okay. were going to be I'm not, real, I'm not annoyed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alright.
1: During early planning for the film Toy Story... What was Buzz Lightyear's or what was Buzz Lightyear originally going to be named?
2: I do know that he had a different name, but I and I have heard about that, but I don't remember at and I I will never remember what it was. <laughs> so there's no use in even trying to think of it. It's not in my memory
1: bank. <laughs> okay. Well, the answer is Lunar Larry.
2: <laughs> would never have gotten that. <laughs> and I'm glad they changed the name, too. Uh, it's terrible. Both my
1: <laughs> way better. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, the next one. Number seven. Which full-length Disney animated feature includes the largest number of Grammy Award-winning artists, either providing a character voice or contributing to the film's score?
2: Oh, my God. Hmm. Grammy Award winning. Well, the Grammys didn't start till the 50s, I think, so we can... It's not going to be any of the, the really old ones, for sure. Um, I'm thinking it's probably a more recent one. Because I don't think... I mean, as much as I love Phil Harris, I don't think he ever won a Grammy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think Louis Prima probably won a Grammy.
1: Yeah, he probably did.
2: Probably won several. But he had some big hits. But, um... Gosh. The first... Just instinctively, the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm probably wrong... Is the Little Mermaid, so I'll just say The Little Mermaid.
1: That's not correct.
2: Oh, my I thought God. you would get
1: this. You want me to tell you what it is? What Oliver and Company?
2: Oh, well, that makes sense. It yeah, features because...
1: a total of six Grammy Award winning artists. Yeah, so because, yeah, Billy Joel, Be- Bette, Bette Midler, Midler, Cheech Marin, who apparently has won a Grammy.
2: Who knew? Probably for a comedy album. Yeah. Rita, they give them for comedy hours.
1: Rita Pointer. Oh, yeah. And Huey Lewis and Barry Manilow provided um, or contributed to the score.
2: Oh, yeah. Didn't Huey Lewis sing the opening?
1: Yeah. Once Upon a Time in New York yeah. City? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Rita Pointer, one of the Pointer sisters, sang Streets of Gold. Yeah.
1: And she was one of the dogs, too. One of the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense now that you say it yeah
1: yeah um, i was
2: thinking like maybe jody benson won one and she um,
1: probably did
2: what's her name one one uh gosh I can't think of her name pat carroll oh yeah mm-hmm. so i don't that's where i was thinking but i don't know yeah i'm wrong as usual <laughs> no.
0: i'll never get it right
2: never <laughs> never 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 we were talking about that's kind of an inside (laughs) joke we were talking about old school sesame street
0: characters
2: (laughs) and for you younger people listening there was a character that they would show that would always be trying to write a famous song like it was like a news like going back to see him you know the origins of the song and it was always a kermit the frog news flash And he'd be at his piano and he'd be like, Mary had a little sheep. No, that isn't it. I'll never get it right. Never, never, never. Mary had a little cow. Oh, I'll never get it right. And he'd bang his head on the piano. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Uh,
2: Old
1: Sesame Street was classic. (laughs) Yes. Uh.
2: A little more violent than the current I know, that is,
0: that is true, yeah.
1: Well, we got three more questions.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. I thought I was I was trying to change the subject. I know, do you want to stall? <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> okay, question eight. What story by author Washington Irving did Walt Disney consider as a possible film for his first full-length animated feature?
2: Oh, my. God, I know who Washington Irving is And I know a couple of the things he wrote And one of them was turned into a segment of a full-length animated feature But it wasn't his first animated feature So the only other one I can think of That's a story written by him would be Rip Van Winkle So I'll just say Rip Van Winkle
0: Because I only know two stories.
2: Oh, oh, good! Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Because I only know two that he wrote offhand: the Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rip Van Winkle.
1: Yep, the story Rip Van Winkle was considered early on by Walt.
2: I didn't know that. I actually did not know that. I did not know that.
1: You just uh, deduced the right answer, so that's
0: good.
1: All righty, two more. So, which three animated characters were originally going to be called Chaney, Lawton, and Quinn?
2: <sighs> okay, I think I know this. Now, your first instinct would be to say Huey, Dewey Louie. But I think it's Lock, Stock, and Barrel from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because those three names are names of famous actors who played monsters in the classic Universal uh, horror movies: chain Lon-, Lon Chaney. What were the other two? Lawton and Quinn. Yes, Lawton was uh, another. Like he was, he was kind of like an earlier version of Vincent Price. I think he, he was like one of those narrator type, spooky narrator type. I might be wrong on that, but anyway, I think it was the original names for "Locked, Stock, and Barrel" from "The Nightmare Before Christmas."
1: Well, your thinking was correct, but your answers are wrong.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so these names were originally considered for the gargoyles in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Because those oh, yeah, three because actors they're... all played Quasimodo in different movies.
2: Oh, yeah, because Lon Chaney did play Quasimodo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's
1: Lon Chaney, Charles Lawton, and Anthony Quinn. Okay. So instead they named the gargoyles Victor yeah, Hugo Quinn, and Laverne.
2: Anthony Quinn um He's a more recent actor, right?
1: I mean, he's I don't th- I don't believe he's alive, but
2: No, but he died like
1: but fairly recently.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I think he's the one who spoke at my college Oh, really? Graduation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty I, sure. What was his
1: affiliation with your college?
2: Well, he lived nearby. Oh, okay. And so he, they just asked him and said yes. So he came by and gave a... He gave the... What do you call it? The... the um, you know. Yeah, the... The val... Not the valid
1: No. <laughs> I know what you mean. I can't it's think... It's like of... you, have a,
2: you have a famous people person yeah. that usually deliver some sort of a address at any graduation or a local celebrity right. or somebody mm-hmm. like
1: that. Yeah.
2: So we actually got somebody re- legit.
1: You did. Yeah. I got the mayor of Los Angeles at mine.
2: <laughs> well, that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
2: <laughs> Who was he at the time? It was
1: Antonio Villarugosa.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember him. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it was the 2000s, so...
2: Yeah, I was not living <laughs> Yeah, not there. there, yeah. I had moved away by that, yeah.
1: All right, one more question. Mm-hmm. Okay. What Pixar film was the first to win an Academy Award?
2: Oh, this is a trick question because you're going to think of full length, but I bet you it's a short subject that won Best Short Subject. I'm going to say that Luxo one. With the lamp,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's my answer. Okay. And one best short subject.
1: Well, you were right on the trick, but oh, I mean, not that I shit. that I wrote the question. I didn't write the question, but um, you like normally people would think like full length, oh, Toy Story or something like that. Yeah. It's not that movie, but it was a full length movie. So it was actually Monsters Inc., which won for best original song. If I Didn't Have You by Randy Newman.
2: Oh really? Yeah. All of those other what? movies
1: were nominated, but they didn't win.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I always felt like You Got a Friend and Me should've won for best song. Yeah. And the one that finally did get picked is not as good of a... it's still a cute song, but it's definitely You Got a Friend and Me is better. You think so? Yeah. I love this don't song. Don't you? I, I I don't know. I I like both songs. Monsters Inc.
1: Wrong. is for me it's kinda nostalgic because that was basically my daughter's first movie that she was watching as a baby. Yeah. And so that I love that song. I love that movie. I could watch Monsters Inc. every day. I just love that. Well, movie. I
2: love I do love that song. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like if you put both songs in a in a boxing ring and you know, You Got a Friend and Me would knock the pants off of. <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I disagree actually I just feel because... <laughs> like it's a better song I think I don't it's know. more famous and more like it is more famous that's known true. and covered and yeah in fact I was talking to a friend the other day because we were talking about um all the different people that have covered that song mm-hmm. because apparently they're gonna have a lot of the Disneyland um live performers doing Pixar songs during Pixar Fest. Oh, yeah. They're have the Dapper mm-hmm. Dans and Coke Corner Pianist and the, you know, the um, the Dixieland bands mm-hmm. and things. They're going to all do those covers, so we were, like, talking, that came up, and I said, I think You Got a Friend in Me is going to be the next White Christmas, because everybody <laughs> eventually is going to cover that song. right.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just... If I didn't have you with John Goodman and Billy Crystal singing it, I mean, and it's like the same actors who did the voices of the characters. I just... I don't know. I just love that song. Well, I, I like
2: it. it, too. I i like The Time of Your Life from A Bug's yeah, Life, too. Yeah, that's a good song, too. They're all good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're I love all Randy, Randy Newman. Newman.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love his songs. Mm-hmm. I love his songs from before he was working for Disney. There was a song... Uh, i think it was called i forget what the name of it was but it was in the the movie parenthood with steve martin Mm -hmm. and it was a really good song um i think he wrote um a couple commercial jingles that were really awesome i think he did a kodak one and
1: well you know where i remember him from before disney was i love la yeah (laughs) and uh
2: short people
1: yep well, I love L.A. They play that on at every Southern California sporting event. So yeah. <laughs> you can't go anywhere without hearing that song. I think he song. wrote the
2: song. I think he wrote the jingle for NutraSweet. Oh, really? When it first came out. Remember when they sent everybody a gumball in the mail? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because nobody had t- tasted NutraSweet. So like every. Everybody in America got a free gumball mailed to them, <laughs> and there was a whole advertising campaign. And I think he wrote the jingle. It was, "Would you like to? T- would you like to try something sweet? Oh yeah!
0: Mm-hmm. It'll
2: be real neat." Would you like to have something sweet? (laughs) If he didn't write it, it was definitely inspired by his style. I remember
1: that song. Yeah, it
2: might have even been him singing it, if I remember the commercial right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: so those are my questions.
2: The incredible edible egg. (laughs) (laughs) All these jingles are coming into my head. Oh, you remember the beans and rice? Beans and rice, beans and rice, once or twice or even thrice.
1: What was that for? Beans and
2: rice is nice. It's one of those, like, little things they showed between cartoons.
1: Oh, okay. They had the time, (laughs)
2: remember the timer? Mm Mm-hmm time for timer oh yeah
0: it was one of those if it
2: was somehow philly it was the same animation style and the same like type of thing but it was all about how hell you should eat beans and rice because they're healthy for you (laughs) and that was the little song but that's stuck in my head my whole life and the (laughs) other one is uh the world looks mighty good to me because Tootsie Rolls are all I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah.
2: you younger people are so deprived. You missed all the wonderful commercial jingles. I know, commercial
1: jingles. They don't even have like theme songs for TV shows anymore. So I know. Yeah,
2: I know. I was watching one of those um, Fine Brother React things mm-hmm. that they show on YouTube. And they were playing um, Guess That TV theme song. And it was just like... How can you even guess the song? It's not even a song. It's like an instrumental.
1: Oh, it was like thing. what up, like up to date ones. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. All, like, yeah.
2: Younger people on there. They uh, don't even know any of the old <laughs> songs. Forget it. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I remember when TV theme songs had words. Right. Yep. Yeah. <gasps> We're moving on up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how Alan Thick made his money
2: i used to be sad (laughs) i used to be shy (laughs) that's from alice remember alice Yes. kiss Margaret. anyway we're we're this is how ruth and i generally talk with each other (laughs) (laughs) we call it falling down the rabbit hole we're doing we're giving you a little free a little free example of our non-disney conversations (laughs) here (laughs) yes anyway
1: alrighty well that concludes our movie episode and our trilogy of little mini news episodes and so.
2: um television theme song review <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 ah,
1: well I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll you'll hear from us soon bye I'll see you real soon
0: <laughs> I have listened to the and I've heard the roosters cock a doodle doo with the cows and the chickens like the <laughs>